You there? Benjamin. Minji. It's acting like I'm connected to you, but I don't hear anything. Are you there? Uh, I mean, I see your little... Oh, I hear something. Benji? Okay, now I hear you. Okay. Yeah, my laptop is being stupid. Oh, good. Yeah. That's exactly what I just need. fired it up, so it's doing that normal um, <clears throat> Microsoft uh, lazy startup. That's not normal, buddy. You need a new laptop. If you're going to be considered, you know, not amateur, you need <laughs> a proper laptop, not one that takes 87 minutes to load up. And then it loads up a bunch of stuff in the background that you're not sure how you got on your computer and all that. It's not loading anything up in the background. Well, I remember it was loading up Spotify and you're like, yeah, I don't know how to remove that. I did remove it though, so I fixed it. Oh, okay. So what's your excuse yeah. now? Uh, I mean, it still goes slow. It's not pulling anything up, but... <laughs> um. Oh, man. Well, anyways, I uh, appreciate you jumping on with me real quick. Um, so, yeah, I feel kind of bad the way things are going with this because, I mean, it seems like it's going to be pretty simple. But uh, I couldn't get uh, with the whole craziness with Pat uh, trying to work out our schedules. You know, it's a little tricky. But, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Not a major deal, I suppose. We'll make it work. Um, yeah, for sure. Pull up the PDL website. Did you see the Lionsbridge score? What Lionsbridge score? The Lions Bridge uh, versus the DC United uh, U23s or whatever. I did not. I just saw it on Facebook kind of by accident, but it's uh -huh. like 2 0 them. Lions Bridge. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, that's, that's good. I mean, uh, Lions Bridge is a good team, and I don't know much about MLS Academies or what have you or how the U23s, but I mean, uh, yeah, like, do the U23s even compete in anything? Because, like, New York Red Bulls U23s are in the PDL, but I don't know that DC United's are. That's a good point. Um, I don't think they are. I can't imagine they are, but I'll bet if you it's are, I we'd like know about essentially it. their PDL or their USL squad next year. Oh. Yeah, because they're going to be that Loudoun United crap. Oh, well, no, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, it's some new team. That, no one really knows if it's going to be D3 or... Um, if it's going to be uh, D2, but uh, mm. it's going to be one of them, I suppose. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, so. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to put the podcast out like this. Not even, you know, do anything dressed up. Just straight up. Boom. Cool. Nice and simple. Because <laughs> I like just the whole, hey, did you see what happened to Lions Bridge? Because no, I didn't. Because if it's not PDL specific, I haven't really paid close attention. Yeah. But um, speaking of which, uh, mm -hmm. I guess... You guys probably know because I probably titled the episode this, or if you're listening to such a niche podcast, you probably already knew already. Myrtle Beach Mutiny are the South Atlantic champions back to back. Back to back. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to say that so I could say back to back, but that kind of, you, you stole my thunder, even oh. though it wasn't my own thunder to begin with. But Yeah, what? I'm pretty sure the, uh, the Mutiny have proudly displayed that on their Twitters and what have you as well. Anyway, yeah. but I mean, it's really impressive. They've been in the league two years. They've won the South Atlantic both times, just like the the Eagles did their first two years in the PDL. 
So mm -hmm. uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, very much congratulations to uh, everyone down there at Myrtle Beach. Um, we're really excited for you guys. And you're actually playing right now, although mm -hmm. uh, when we're recording this, but I can't get the stream to work. Uh, I'm currently at my parents' house, no longer at the beach, but the internet here isn't much better than it was at the beach. I can't get the, it to play. It just keeps freezing up on me. But currently it's 0-0 zero, zero against um, the Tormenta, mm -hmm. which the game, while it doesn't matter as far as playoff implications, it could matter as far as their seeding goes from what I understood. Yeah, uh, that's what we saw in a little Slack chat. I guess if they won the game, they'd be on thirty points, which would be tied with BlackRock FC, the Northeast team that'll be in the playoffs. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know about the Red Bulls. I actually think they would be. I don't know how they do the wild card. Is the wild card automatically number four, or did they just do uh, it straight up on points? I'm pretty sure I saw the Red Bulls clinch the wild card. Oh, they have. I know they've, they've oh, clinched yeah. it. Oh. But my question is. Yeah. Uh, the Red Bulls, they should be on 31 points. The standings aren't updated as of this moment. Okay. But uh, they should have 31 points, and that's with another game in hand that I think they're playing right now Oh. as well. Yeah, because the standings currently show them at 12 points or at 12 games played. I know they played their 13th Friday against Long Island, and they essentially knocked Long Island out with beating them 3-1. to one. So New York Red Bulls U twenty three is the wild card team, but I don't know if they automatically get the four seed as a wild card or if they do it off points. Because if they do it off points, I think Myrtle Beach, unless they win, will be the number four seed if it's based off of just your overall points. That's a good question that I don't yeah. know the answer to. Yeah, and I'm sorry, listeners. I, I tried to get uh, to talk with Pat Piscatelli from Myrtle Beach. Figured he'd help me out with some of these questions, but my travel schedule coming back from the beach with my family and doing stuff here for, with the family has just been hectic and uh, we yeah. couldn't find a time to lo link up. I might try to talk to him later on in the week about anything more specific and I'll either tweet it out or maybe put out a little mini blurb or something. I'm not really sure yet what we'll do. If anything, maybe we'll just talk with him next week about how the Eastern Conference playoffs went for him so far. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so we were going to talk about the Mutiny's game uh, – championship clinching victory against tobacco road on wednesday night but uh the stream has been taken away yes yeah and like i said my internet was so bad at the uh the beach i basically had to check twitter for <sighs> scores all week i didn't watch independence i don't watch anything this week uh only thing i watched was the world cup because they put that on fox mm. but um yeah it's pretty good um did you get to catch any other pdo games this week i know you've kind of had a busy week as well no, not really, honestly. Um, unfortunately, Wednesday night was that uh, Independence game, and I was very distracted with that. Yeah. Um, I know Lions Bridge. Lions Bridge, I did see. This is kind of not games, but they did win uh, their keeper. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Um, something Lee. <laughs> something uh, Lee. Something Lee. I, I want to say it's uh, Man Bun. Um, he does have a man bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's, it's a man bun. Oh, no, uh, it's not Lee. It's Joe Rice. That's Joe Rice. Uh, yeah, Joe Rice is uh, the keeper for Lionsbridge. He got goal of the week. Uh, or not goal of the week. Uh, save, save of the week. Uh, I see that right here. Lionsbridge FC is Rice. Yep. It's, uh, impressive, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I know they had a couple games. They're, they're currently playing, like we said, the, the U23s for them. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know too much else. That was Like you said, it was, it was a busy week. Yeah, we, we did not prepare true. very well. Yeah, unfortunately, sorry everybody, my uh, beach vacation kind of landed at a bad time for playoff clinching moments with the PDL. Um, yeah. 
You know what? I am going to mark this right here. All right. I don't remember what we just said. I kind of stopped it, but that's fine. Amateurs. All right. So <laughs> what did happen this week? We kind of more or less paid attention to games that like were the playoff clinchers. So basically the Myrtle Beach Tobacco Road game was the main game we were focused on. But some other interesting things did happen. The Dynamo hosted the Eagles uh, midweek and uh, beat them three to two. So good, good job, Dynamo. Mm-hmm. Definitely outing for them, that's for sure. Yeah, this might be the first time Alex Warren didn't jinx somebody uh, <laughs> saying up the Dynamo in the Slack chat, and then they ended up winning. So uh, good job, Alex, on not jinxing them, and uh, good job, Dynamo, on winning the game. I mean, I wonder uh, how the Eagles feel about this year. This is their first time since joining the PDL they've not made the playoffs. Uh, they won the South Atlantic twice, as we said before, and they finished in a very close second. Um, well, I don't know if it was very close. I think the mutiny actually clinched it with like games left last year. It's hard to remember, but they they finished second place mm-hmm. the last year, so I'm sure they they're pretty disappointed the first time they not made the playoffs. But um, you know maybe you know some growing pains with a new coach, and they can learn you know going forward and get even better and be back challenging for the title next season. Yeah, it's it's we it's interesting because they um they were technically tied for second to last in the, in the division. Um, let up 30 goals, um, only scored 22, lost seven games. It's when you lose half your games, it's obviously not going to be yeah best season. It's very um, much un Eagles like. Yeah, it's like uh, it's almost a bizarro Eagles thing <laughs> there. Um, yeah, and of course, yeah, you mentioned that, the other game today. Yeah, the mutiny beating uh, Tobacco Road three to one. And that was the one that clinched the division. Am I am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, won it for them. They they uh, they beat Tobacco Road the previous week as well, uh, but they needed to win today or win that game to absolutely clinch it, and they did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, there was there was a couple draws. Um, it looks like. Oh yeah, so Tobacco Road and Linesbridge tied zero zero. Yep. And uh, in the the last game of the season um, for NCFC U twenty threes and the Charlotte Eagles, at the Sportsplex in in Matthews. It was a 2-2 draw um, mm. where both teams shared a point. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the dynamo Bantams game. Oh, it looks like the score isn't uploaded yet, but I'm pretty sure I remember that being a 1-1 draw. Yes, if that was yesterday. Yeah, that was a 1-1. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So I good think- on the Dynamo. They finished their last few games uh, without a loss. That's awesome. Yeah, but it was interesting because the Bantams, I wasn't able to watch the game, but I was keeping track of stuff right. on Twitter. They, um, uh, Merrick Weber did get another goal, um, which I'm about 90% sure clinched his <laughs> golden boot. Um, unless somehow somebody that is behind him ends up coming out of nowhere, which I don't even know if it's possible. Yeah, maybe some so, of the yeah, stats okay. aren't quite uploaded yet. Like five goals in like the last couple games, which isn't <laughs> impossible, but yeah, um, pretty unlikely. Um, but, uh, the other thing of note was uh what was the other thing about oh yeah the the other thing that was interesting about the bantams is they were down a man for 45 minutes um, oh really yeah they they got a, a red card i think right before the end of the first half or at the end of the first half maybe depending on how you look at it hmm. um but uh but yeah so it, a good i guess a good outcome considering those circumstances i suppose um but yeah, so I, I believe they did get the the golden boot there, which is obviously very uh, very exceptional. And, and like we kind of talked about before, he had uh, 
very few shots too, especially compared to the uh, Des Moines menace um, gentleman that was trying to uh, steal it from him. Um, yep. so, so hats off to Merrick Weber. Um, yeah. Really curious to see what his next step will be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the the Bantams definitely can be proud of a lot of their players. I think three of their players ended up on like a prospect list at some point by the end of the year. Um, God, I'm trying to remember their names. Uh, uh, no, Ireland was one of them because I mean I can't forget that name. I love that name. I mean, yeah, you know I got family from Ireland over here right now. I mean he's not Irish though; he's Scottish, as we learned from uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jody of the Bantam Brigade. So uh, yeah, that, that's funny. A Scottish guy named Ireland. But uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. I think Lee Morris uh, Roberts as well, maybe. It could have been. I'm not sure. Yeah. This is we're amateurs, as we've said a million times, mm. and you'll keep hearing from us. Blah blah blah. I thought Lee tweeted it. Well. I'll look it up in a minute, and I'll congratulate that person as well. Ah, Slack keeps popping up where I'm trying to search for stuff. <laughs> quit Slack. Quit Slack. Okay. Quit doing that. <laughs> but uh, the Bantams, it looks like they're going to end up finishing third this year. Um, in the standings, they're currently second, but there's not been updated. Debria won 6-0 against Peachtree City yeah. the other night. And uh, they're playing them again right now. And uh, I think Peachtree's winning, but even with that, even if – uh, Bria lose, they'll end up finishing second. But uh, congrats to the Bantams on a great uh, first year in the Deep South in the Southern Conference. And um, you know they had really good attendance records all year, which um, I know they're thrilled about. You know trying to get their local area involved with the teams uh, and then into uh, their program. So that's pretty awesome Ooh. for them. What? Oh, I just saw. Uh, this is obviously not like breaking news for a podcast, but the Mutiny just scored, so they were up one out. Oh yeah! Congratulations, Mutiny. Yeah, so ninth uh, minute. Nice. Yeah. But um, well, that's really good. Uh, I'm glad for them that they uh, scored. I mean, I, I wonder. I, I didn't get a chance to look at their roster if they started like you know it full was tilt or not. A pretty strong lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little confusing because it was numerically as opposed to by. Um, Oh, I hate it when teams do that. Not a big fan of numerically. It was really difficult because I was was looking through the lineup and I'm like, who are any of these people? And then I was like, (laughs) oh, okay, yeah, I do recognize some of these people. Um, But, uh, but yeah, and I did notice too, as you may have seen, that the Tormenta almost by default played a little bit of a, or mostly their reserve squad or a couple of their reserve squad players um, since they played the day before. So, um, definitely an, an opportunity for the mutiny to grab some extra points and some momentum going into the playoffs in Reading. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, they had to start a lot of reserves haven't played today before. And didn't uh, we see a former Charlotte Independence player in that lineup as well? Yeah, I wasn't 100% sure because uh, I was trying to confirm by his, uh, his photo on Twitter. But uh, it does look like uh, former Independence player uh, Jared Odenbeck, mm-hmm. who... Uh, you, the, the main reason why I know him, to be honest with you, even though he was an independence player, he didn't play very much for us at all, or at all, I don't yeah. know of. But uh, he had a really good uh, Players uh, Tribune article about his journey going through injuries, going out to Sweden, I believe. Um, it was an Icelandic country of some sort. Um, Wait, he went to Sweden and it was an Icelandic country of some sort? Isn't Sweden Iceland? No, or like like uh, Nordic is what I'm trying to say. I think. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Um, Isn't Canada part of the United States? Basically, right. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so uh, but he, he had a little bit of time out there and he like documented his journey and whatnot. And it's it's a good read. Um, mm. But it's cool to see him get some uh, some reps. I'm pretty sure this is his first start for the Tormenta proper, I suppose. Um, I think I was looking at it the other day for whatever reason. And I think he had a couple minutes of time during the oh. season, but nothing uh, maybe distinct like this one here. That's an interesting journey. He went to some sort of Nordic country of some sort and then on to uh, go uh, back down here to uh, Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we'll get a chance with the the D3 team next year, which would be really good for him because I'm pretty sure uh, he was a uh, UNC Charlotte guy as well. So that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a cool little story to keep track of, that's for sure. Um, oh, the thing I was talking about earlier with the three players, um, it was a top drawer soccer uh oh. conference teams of the week and i guess he was the third bantam who's been selected this season was liam ireland um but i don't see who the other two were I, it really bothered me because i was worried i was going to leave someone out but i can't see him so well uh or maybe it was three times liam ireland's on there the tweet's a little ambiguous that way but either way congratulations to liam ireland for getting onto that uh mm-hmm. list last week or the other day but um yeah that just really bothered me <laughs> i looked that up so uh, we pretty much talked about all the games that have happened, and pretty much everyone's season is done except for Myrtle Beach Mutiny. Just beyond right now, uh, the game that's going on as we're talking, but they will get to play again this Saturday mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So they'll have, they'll have a week of rest. That's good. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, from what I'm looking at on the actual how things are going to go, I, I don't see which game they would be in yet because literally it just says for the schedule. Uh, Reading United AC are hosting, which have you checked out Reading United's crest, by the way? Um, yeah, it's like a train, right? Yeah, with a soccer ball as it's like, I'm not familiar with trains, but that round part of like the old 1800s trains oh. is a soccer ball. I don't know if I ever noticed that, to be honest. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't because I know you love a soccer ball and a crest. Yeah, I think it, it should be a staple in everything. That's interesting. I, I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they will be hosting uh, the semifinals and the final of the Eastern Conference, and the way the schedule works is brutal. I forgot about how it was, but they have to do it to you know make sure all the players can actually play in the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, semifinal. Uh, the first semifinal is on Friday, July twentieth, at five p.m. The second semifinal is Friday, July twentieth, at seven thirty p.m. Mm. So I might be able to pop in and watch uh, a good chunk of the first semifinal. Um, I don't know if the streams go away afterwards because like I tried to look to see if Reading United uh, streamed their games or not, and you know what I said close Slack, but I'm gonna have to open it because I asked our buddy Pierce if yeah. he knew any information because he seems to always know everything that's happening to PDL ever. I mean, he worked with the uh, Eagles and all that for a while. Yep. Oh, and of course now Slack takes forever to load. But um, basically the teams that are in are BlackRock FC, who are your North Division champions. Reading United, who are the Mid-Atlantic champions and hosts. Myrtle Beach Mutiny, who's the South Division champions. And then New York Red Bulls U23, who's the wildcard team. I think they're in that same uh, division with Reading. They're in like that one that we said at the beginning. They're going to get the two spots because three of the teams are dominating the other ones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yep. It's interesting. uh, But they have a lot of back-to-back games. Is that what you were kind of getting at? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then, then Friday, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the Friday, the very or Saturday, the very next day, the final is set uh, Saturday, July twenty first at seven p.m. Is there um, 
an Independence game that day? Um, I don't think there is. is coming Saturday? Yeah. There is. It's away in Louisville. Oh, that's why. Okay, never mind. I was about to say maybe me and you can watch that live, but you'll probably be watching an Independence game. So I'll definitely be watching that game live at least and then catching Independence afterwards because mm-hmm. uh, I want to make sure I see that. And hopefully Mutiny are in that matchup. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's pretty much it as far as our Carolina teams are concerned. They're the only ones left, so this is kind of going to become – a bit of a mutiny podcast. We mm-hmm. definitely are going to have a special where we talk with uh, Mike Vest of Lionsbridge FC to talk about how their first season went in the PDL in, in existence. But I don't know exactly when we'll record it, but it will be soon. Um, excited for that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited too. I love talking with him. He was a lot of fun to talk with for that article I wrote at the beginning of the year. And then uh, when we saw him down in Myrtle Beach, you know, he gave us that awesome shirt. Uh, well, he gave us each a shirt. We're not sharing it. Yeah, And then, um, you know, he's fun to talk to. So I'm looking forward to catching up with him to see his perspective on how things have went this season, both on and off the field for Lionsbridge up at Newport News. But, um, yeah, this is pretty much going to be a short one, unless there's anything you wanted to add, any interesting stuff that you've noticed? or No, nothing uh, too particular. Just going to be a lot of good soccer here at the end. Um, but uh, a little less Carolina soccer, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But- so goes the end of the season, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, hopefully the mutiny can uh, progress forward, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. And maybe they can pull a uh, <clears throat> a Charlie Eagle and uh, yeah, just win the whole thing. Yeah, uh, hopefully maybe they could uh, host uh, the uh, actual uh, national finals if they do progress through the East. We don't know exactly what will happen then. I imagine it'll be the very next weekend is when that would start, uh, whenever the Nationals are, but they haven't announced that because I think it would be determined on what four teams win their conferences and then go forward from there. But um, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. If I can uh, schedule something, like I said, just depending on how things work, we'll talk with Lionsbridge or maybe Pat Piscatelli of the Myrtle Beach Mutiny soon. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Bye.